The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hi, it's Sally Harrison again from the Mesa Chamber, and we have Larry Young back from Boiling Frog Development. Larry is an author, professional speaker, and a business development strategist, and he is back. Welcome. I know. Thanks for having me back. I must have done something right the last time, huh? You keep, <laughs> you keep asking me back. We will keep asking you back over <laughs> awesome. and over. You're awesome. It's so good to see you. In our last episode, you talked about big picture thinking. Tell us a quick overview from that one. Yeah, I think the big takeaway that we talked about last time is that when you think big and you have that big picture thinking, there's just very little competition in that space. Mm-hmm. And so it, it allows you to be able to kind of change your focus and realize, realize that I have to become something different sure. in order to achieve that. And I think that's where the growth in leadership and business come from. Okay. Yeah. Well, today, let's start with talk about the difference in business that businesses that thrive versus survive. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. Yeah. And how leadership views um, their success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we, we talk a lot uh, about, um, if you've ever heard me, well, I know you've heard me on stage and, and whatnot, and mm-hmm. we talk a lot about fearless leadership. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of books and a lot of speakers that kind of go down that path. And mm-hmm. fearless leadership is not the idea of Superman, right? Or or a fearless Viking that jumps before they look, right? I kind of expect you to rip that shirt up and have a <laughs> Superman <laughs> Superman yeah. tattoo? Yeah. yeah. Or, or. Well, I wasn't going to go with tattoo necessarily. <laughs> Maybe a enough. shirt. Fair enough. But <laughs> a onesie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what, uh, what fearless leadership really is, is is an organization or a leader's ability to take a calculated chance, mm-hmm. but yet not put a lot of effort and a lot of um, weight on the failures. I think it was um, Jeff Bezos said this, I saw one time, that when they put an Amazon fulfillment center together, you know, they expect that to go off without a hitch because they've done that 50, 60 times. Mm-hmm. But when they're trying a new initiative for like client delivery or client satisfaction, they're willing to do it with 60 to 70 percent of the information, fail, learn from it, move on. So for me, fearless leadership is more about fail fast, fail often. It's probably an easy way to put it. Got it. OK, yeah. well, how does a leader demonstrate this? Well, I think there's two pieces to that, uh, Sally. I think one is the is as we alluded to the big picture thinking. So it's kind of casting that vision and those types of things, and being able to say we're going to grow. So on the last podcast, we mm-hmm. joked around about you know go from a thousand members. Well, what does a five thousand member chamber look like? Right. Or or what is a if you're three hundred million in revenue? What is what is a billion in revenue? And you realize you have to be different. Sure. But I think the the second part of that is having a very realistic picture. Of where you are today, mm-hmm. so there's a there's a concept uh, that I fell in love with uh, years ago, and it's called the Stockdale principle, and it was it was it was based on Admiral Stockdale, and any, uh, this gentleman he wasn't an admiral at the time, but he was a POW Vietnam, kind of that story of eight years of torture, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, uh, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Collins from who wrote Good to Great interviewed mm-hmm. him. And he asked him uh, at the end of the interview, he said, who are the people that didn't survive, you know, that didn't make it through mm-hmm. the, the, the horror, if you will. And he said it was the optimist. Which, the optimist yeah, didn't survive. Okay. The optimist. And, and, of course, that caught him like it catches mm-hmm. our attention. And he said because the optimist would think, well, we're going to get out at Christmas and then Christmas would come and go and they wouldn't. 
mm-hmm. and then we're going to get out Fourth of July, and mm-hmm. then we come. Then when Christmas would roll around, these people would start to lose hope. Mm-hmm. He said, "So the people that actually survived." Where the people that have that healthy balance, like there's going to be a better day, we're going to get through mm-hmm. this, but they're grounded in the fact of what's really happening mm-hmm. when things are going awry. Mm-hmm. And so like Admiral Stockdale on this idea, he understood that that eight years was going to be a, such a transformative piece of his life. Mm-hmm. And we think about, especially here at the chamber, you did so much with businesses during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? When yep trying to provide value and do things for them, that's helping people in the reality of the situation, but mm-hmm. giving hope mm-hmm. for something better. And that's, yeah. I love that idea around fearless leadership. That's very cool. So as leaders, how do we get to have our teams feel fearless? That's hard to say. Yeah. Feel fearless. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. You, we want, when we really want to grow our organization, we grow our people. I think you've heard me say that a hundred times. If, if you want to grow market share, grow people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a couple of things um, that I talk a lot about uh, with organizations is to challenge yourself. So, Sally, I'll ask you this question. You know, when is the last time you did something for the first time? couple days ago. Okay. So that's usually not the response, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and, and you, a lot of times I'll say something meaningful for the first time, mm-hmm. meaning that have I, am I really in a position to try myself and actually mm-hmm. push myself? And we even heard, you know, a couple of weeks right. ago at an event, you know, about, about really pushing yourself farther and that and mm-hmm. outside your comforts where you grow. I think that's a big part of it. But the other piece of that that I was blessed with is that when I was taking over markets back when I was in the corporate world, Mm -hmm. I had a couple leaders that made me feel safe. Mm -hmm. They made me feel safe that, you know, here's my skills, Larry, go do you. Mm -hmm. And and when it didn't work out, I never got beat up for it, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I never got uh, beat down or anything from that perspective. And so I think that if we can, we can challenge our, our future leaders to be able to try different things and not punish them and make them feel safe, amazing things can happen. In Mm -hmm. fact, I've told groups that that concept alone is probably one of my greatest tools for my past success. I think that's a great idea. It is just allowing people to uh-huh. fail. I've done it, you know, I've done it with my boys. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean let them fail yeah. and and just then just let them learn from it. But it makes them stronger. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, kids need that though because they don't know how to cope with things. So everybody gets a trophy, right? Yeah. And yeah. it really isn't like that in life. Yes. So they need to learn how to make mistakes and that it's okay and then move on. And that they don't define them. And so mm-hmm. somebody, you know, yeah, I get asked questions all the time and somebody asked me one time they said I said I want to know the best leadership uh, advice that you're giving your sons right now. Mm-hmm. I'd never been asked that before. Yeah. And I think the idea was, yeah. what, what do I see as the most important? Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, I'm trying to teach my sons not to put any weight on their failures. Mm-hmm. Understand them, mm-hmm. learn from them, and then just move on. Mm-hmm. So, oh, That's good. Well, tell us the best leadership advice you give. That I give, mm-hmm. oh gosh! Usually, I get what I, I usually I get asked what I, what leadership advice I get. What did <laughs> I What did I give? I think um, I think that if I if I gave you an answer that I thought, I think it would be selfish. <laughs> so um, here's I'll tell you what I'll answer you this way. 
you know, I was in the corporate world for quite a while, and I managed a lot of people. And about every year or so, I get a letter from somebody that reported to me, uh-huh. and they'll they'll talk about how I changed their life or mm-hmm. something that I did that you, a lot of times we don't realize that we do as leaders. That's cool. And so I'll give you the uh, the most recent one because it was very touching. So this this guy wrote me a letter, and he said uh, talked about some of the things I did, and he said um, the thing that I value most about all of our time together. Is, is the fact that you always said that when you push for results, like if you push for promotions, you push for incentive, you push for success and things of that nature, that don't do it for the things that you get. Mm-hmm. Do it because it, it, it allows you to have choices. Mm. So when you when you make more money, as an example, if you or if you have those titles or that type of thing, you can start to create your own life and you have those choices. And the irony in that is I never thought that that was a big deal. But I always talk to my people about do your work hard, Mm -hmm. kick butt, right, Mm -hmm. in here, so that you always have choices. You have choices to get promoted. You get choices for more incentive. And you don't have to take those. But if you want to be in a position to have a job where you can stay home more Mm -hmm. with your kids, you can do that. So fast forward about four years ago where when I left the corporate world, Mm -hmm. you know, there I was. I had so many opportunities that I could do, and I had the ability to start boiling frog development because I had made choices in the past. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Any other stories like that? No, usually I get asked um, the best leadership lessons, you know, Mm -hmm. those types of things. Um, I was thinking about this one when you asked. uh, One of the cool things when I first started as a leader, uh, and I didn't realize how big this was going to be, so I had just gotten into about 10 years in and got into executive leadership, Mm -hmm. and I was taking over a market, and I'll give you some perspective in the banking world. So usually, like, commercial bankers will typically have, like, 50 to $100 million portfolios, Mm -hmm. right? So this market that I'm taking over has five bankers, three support staff, and they have to- a total of $10 million in portfolio <laughs> between all of them. Uh-huh. So needless to say, we had some problems. <laughs> so I step in. I'm about three weeks on the job as the market president. And I go upstairs to one of the support staff. And she's you can see she's fighting back some crying. Uh-huh. And most people, your listeners, have probably heard a story like this. And so I ask her, you know, I'll just call her Joanne. Joanne, what's, what's going on? Well, come to find out, one of our best customers verbally abuses her oh. on a probably a monthly basis. Oh and that gosh. was backed up by the team and people have mm. heard this. And so I walked out, I said, well, I'll take care of it. She's like, no, no, it's not a big deal. You know, you know yeah, she's trying to, yeah, well, of course, but she doesn't think it is. Mm-hmm. So this is the funny part. So I go downstairs and I call, we'll call him Mr. Johnson. So <laughs> I call, I call Mr. Johnson. I get him on the phone. I said, Hey, this is Larry Young. I'm the new market president. I need to come out and see you. I said, I, there's, there's an issue with, Joanne. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't have time. I don't have time to meet. I don't have time to do that type of stuff. And I said, well, it's 2.30 this afternoon. And at 4 o'clock, I'm going to start sending all your checks back and bouncing them if I don't have an appointment. Oh, I can't believe snap. I'm telling this. Now I'm, now I'm back. <laughs> I'm really in my mind. But anyways, <laughs> so I got the appointment. I bet you did. And I went out and uh, there was no discussion on my part. I basically said, Mr. Johnson, this is what I've come to know and that type of stuff. And I said, you've got 30 days to find another bank and move your stuff. Otherwise, I'll start sending your checks back. Oh, wow. And if you call anybody at my bank and verbally abuse them during that 30 days, I'm going to start sending checks back. Are we clear? Wow. And I left. And I got back to the office. I pulled the team together. (laughs) 
And I told him, I said, uh, Mr. Johnson will no, be, will no longer be a customer of that, of our, of our bank. And I remember Joanne was like, you shouldn't have done that because that $10 million, Mr. Johnson represented $8 million of that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, the funny part is you think that that was hard. It was hard calling my boss the next day to let him know I fired 80% of my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no, but, no, actually, I talked about fearless earlier. But what you gained from that with your team, yeah. holy cow. Well, the thing that, um, that it, it was one of the toughest things that I did. But when I look back on my career, it was like the dumbest, smartest thing I ever did. Dumbest mm-hmm. by meaning I just did what I felt was right, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be the smartest thing. Yeah. And she, they all were great employees. But the, the cool part is they all started to feel scared in that meeting, like, oh, my gosh, I mean, where's our security now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bank just went down sure. 80%. And I told them, the second thing that I told them, as I said, it won't always be like this. Mm-hmm. It will not always be like that. Customers will not treat us in that manner. Right. We don't deserve that. And I said, it won't always be like that. This lobby will be full of traffic. Every every banker, every person will have customers and big mm-hmm. portfolios. And it was it was really cool about 10 years after that event, mm-hmm. we were there. Awesome. I mean, we got there before there, but to look at it and yeah. that type of thing. But that That's was probably cool. the best leadership That's a great moment. story. Yeah. Well, that but that is leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap, yeah. tell us about your book. Yeah. So uh, the book, uh, Walk the Sales Plank, um, <laughs> It's kind of a funny story. I, um, I I think I had a post one time, and I might have shared it with the Mesa Chamber, but it was a Monday morning. I always carry a, a little book with me, a, a note. So if I'm mm-hmm. waiting for an appointment for mm-hmm. 15 minutes, I scratch out thoughts for the day or things mm-hmm. to do. That way I'm using my time efficiently. And I still got I'll send you the picture sometime. But I, I wrote in this book. I'm like, I need to write a book. And I wrote the title down and the date, and it was a Monday. So the, the, the post was, don't let Monday suck because you never know what's going to happen. Nice. And so I, so I just decided that day, I'm like, I need to write a book. So I sat down and I pound this thing out over about a month. And it was terrible. I had people that were better than I that made it look better. But the book is really designed for people to have a higher level of conversation with their clients. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we can get very commoditized. You know, you sell banking products or you sell mm-hmm. consulting like for me or you sell chamber memberships. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is to teach people with actionable items that they can use so that they can go out and create more value for their clients, mm-hmm. thus differentiating themselves by them. It's a great book. Yeah, I've, I've loved it. I've got some really great reviews, and a lot of people it's a great will book. read it. Yeah. yeah, so thank you. No, thank you. It is a great book. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to mention? No. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, everything is, you know, BoilingFrogDevelopment.com is the web- website. Mm-hmm. Boiling Frog Development is the Facebook uh, Larry Young on LinkedIn. I play on that a lot because my clients play mm-hmm. a lot on that, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And then my, my email address is boilingfrogdevelopment at gmail.com. You're it's, very consistent. I try to be. I like I that. try to be. Well, that way people can kind of figure out how to reach me. No, and, it's smart. And what I usually like to do, Sally, is just sit down for an easy conversation and see mm-hmm. whether things make sense and that Great. type of thing. So, All right. Yeah. All right. You'll come back again. I will come back again. All right. Thank you. Thanks. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.